Hey kids, welcome to the Mystery Shack. Don't touch anything, don't smell anything, and most certainly do not pee your pants. <laughs> Mr. Pines, Mr. Pines, what's that thing? Oh, oh, this thing. This is the most terrifying, horrifying, third adjective thing that I have in the entire Mystery Shack. I struggle to even speak its name, but it's, it's fun fiction. Oh, this hurts my voice. So bad. <laughs> I did that old Beetlejuice episode being like, I can do this now and it doesn't hurt, but it still hurts. Welcome to Fun Fiction, the show where two idiots ruin your favorite television shows. And remember, a reality is an illusion. The universe is hologram. Buy gold. Buy. I'm Scotty Moore. And I'm legalizing everything. I'm big in danger. <laughs> and, uh, Scotty, what's the one thing I told you not to do before starting the show? Raise the dead. And what'd you do? Raise the dead. <laughs> Jesus, oh that's gonna be a lot to edit. That's gonna <laughs> be a lot of sound to edit. Can I have some brains? <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm just so... I can't just wait to eat all your brains. Why oh, did you turn into John C. Riley? Hey, can I have brains? <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, Tyler Mann of... I guess still of Ride Rehab. It's not as, as constant as it used to be, but... Oh, no. Oh, well, we've been just watching a bunch of nonsense for our Patreon folks <laughs> because we don't put it on YouTube and then get copyrighted claimed. Hey. So you're doing it elsewhere. Yeah, I, I'm from Red Rehab. Hi. <laughs> yeah, this is the most professional ass person. Well, I don't know. Val was pretty professional, too. We are, we're getting good guests, Megan. That doesn't fit the bill of this show. No, we're, we're getting way better <laughs> guests than we deserve. Absolutely. Thank you for coming oh, on, Tyler. Am, am I a good guest? I feel so honored. Well, I mean, you work with WDWNT, which is Disney adjacent, not, not at all associated with it. But yes. I, that does mean, like, you are the number one guest I would have thought to get to talk about the best Disney show of all time. Apologies to DuckTales that we've already done an episode on. But I'm uh, not yeah. apologizing to DuckTales. <laughs> <laughs> well, DuckTales was my replacement for this show, because after I got done binging a Gravity Falls, which we're talking about this week, I was like, what do I what do now? What do I do now? Okay, I can watch DuckTales, I guess. <laughs> um, Star versus the Forces of Evil? Not even close. I mean, yeah, it's it's too, it, it's it's adjacent. <laughs> Ow, Owl House so far is the only thing that's come close to uh, that is to, scra yep. to scratching the itch. Owl House, and then oh god, what was the other? There's a I think it's a Netflix show under the Garden Wall. Is that what it is? Over, over the, the garden, garden Wall. That's from <laughs> that's from like twenty. <laughs> yeah, just dig a big hole under that wall. <laughs> There's something near a Garden Wall. It's about a dog escaping from his backyard going under the garden wall. That came out uh, in, like, 2014, Scotty. <laughs> Gravity Falls ended five years ago yesterday, uh, as of this recording. Uh, <laughs> the curse continues, or at least the, wow, this is weirdly specific when we record these. 
But yeah, uh, I think I'd maybe be the latest to the Gravity Falls train here, because I watched it literally like two years ago, I think is when I... In fact, I watched it for the season zero of Fun Fiction was when I started. I remember watching... Uh, it's Family Channel in Canada. It's legally not Disney Channel. And they were like, okay. You've got a lot of stuff that's close to Disney, but not legally Disney. <laughs> <laughs> that was Phil of the Future. Next up, a brand new show, Gravity Falls. And I'm like, eh, I'll watch this. And then the episode pilot ended. And I went, this is the greatest show I've ever seen in my life. It's very rare that I've watched a show from the beginning all the way up until when it has ended like that. Same. It, it's very emotional. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done that. I do not think I've ever started a show and then actively stayed with it all the way through the end. Yeah, I rarely watch things in real time. And if I do, I, I usually was not there like from the very beginning. Gravity Falls is a rare instance of that. I, I think WandaVision is mine. I think that's the only show I watched from the okay, beginning. That's nine episodes. Like this, this, yeah, it, it's this took four one. friggin' years because of all the, all the hiatuses, all of the God. They just Disney tortured out those two seasons of show episodes. Yep. And then they had such little faith in the show that they didn't even produce the box set of the show, Shout Factory TV to yep. Wow. God. <laughs> I'm still just, what'd you say it was? Family Channel? <laughs> yeah, it's not called Disney Channel. Now, it's called during Fa the <laughs> it's Canadian programming. And then, like, once a day, it would go, you're watching Family with the magic of Disney. And then Sweet Life of Zack and Cody would oh, play. Oh, okay. I was going to ask if it was just like, I'm Alex Hirsch, and you're watching Family Channel. And then he has to draw a giant F with the wand. <laughs> It's, I'm Alex Hirsch, and you're watching Family Channel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's just like a Canadian version. It's like they have Canadian programming that gets broadcasted in the U.S., but it's native here on Family Channel. But in the U.S., it's like, oh, here's something that we've branded as Disney, <laughs> even though it's this Canadian entity. It's bizarre. Everything works weird in, in How's Canada. everyone enjoying this episode about Gravity Falls? <laughs> <laughs> that we've talked about for two minutes, I believe. Uh, do you guys have an episode of Gravity Falls that's not like Weird Mageddon, not like the pilot, but one that people don't talk about that just really sticks out to you? Because I do. Ooh. Mm. That's a good question um, that I wish I had the time to think of before we did the show. I mean, I've got two answers for that. One is is one that people do talk about. One's a cheat answer, but it has a fun story attached to it. And then one is a real answer. Yeah. The real answer is Land Before Swine. I love that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh, I need to like bring up a list because <laughs> oh, I've got them all mentally cataloged. I <laughs> I love this is literally one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, no, I love that episode. Grucklestan punches a dinosaur in the face. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. got one of my best uh, cut twos where you've got old man McGucket being like, "How about?" 
thought I'd uh, join y'all and tell you uncomfortable personal stories. And they're just like, no, please don't do that. And then it's like cut to. And then I was fighting with a raccoon for the last piece of food. And then we kiss accidentally. (laughs) (laughs) I think mine has I I have. I love the mini episodes where it's like bottomless pit where they're like, let's tell three weird stories to because we want to have fun with this episode and not inject story. And it's like three just shorter stories where they're oh, like, let's, yeah. let's do absurd stuff. Dipper gets a, a, like a fully voiced over voiceover <laughs> instead. Uh, or, or like the one where Stan's like, uh, it's little gift shop of horrors where he's like, here's the time I got my hands chopped off by a witch. It's just, oh, just like absurd. God, I love that one. And that's got, um, what's his face from, uh, Homestar Runner is the hand oh, witch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is yeah. it? <laughs> My favorite quote from that episode is he has no hands and then some guy at a grocery store is like, hey, Mr. Pines, <laughs> do you want to play catch a dozen eggs like we always do? No, Jimmy, not <laughs> no. today! <laughs> <laughs> but I love Summerween. Any, I'm always down for a Halloween episode, especially when it's like a gigantic, horrifying monster. And this one's like made out of discarded Halloween candy. Like, just the notion of that is like... They really tapped into like what's a what's a very kid thing about Halloween. At the end of the night, you get rid of all the candy that's disgusting or you hate. Well, what if there was a monster made of that? Like that's such they do such a good job of like the relationship between like siblings and just yep. the nostalgia of childhood and making and picking out those little things that are so niche. But that so many people probably remember, and I love a good Halloween episode, anyways. Yeah, and, and like so my good. one of my favorites that also like has one of those moments is Dipper versus Manliness, an episode <laughs> that I was not expecting to have like an emotional pride moment of, but I did during this episode because it's just all about Dipper being like what does it mean to be a man? And then he just goes and hangs out with a shit ton of minotaurs for a few (laughs) until he finally realizes, like, nah, this isn't manly at all. This isn't what that is. I'm like, this is surprisingly woke for a kid's show. I love this shit. That one is, God, that's such a good one. Because, yeah, it has, like, a really great message. But then that's also the same episode where it's like, you gotta put your hand in the pain hole! (laughs) (laughs) And then also has the montage song. Um, Now you're drinking from a fire fountain! (laughs) I don't know what this part is! Keep on shaving that hairy uncle! (laughs) Your heart's on fire and the fire's in your heart! (laughs) And that also gave us the multi-bear, voiced by Alfred Molina. Yes! Which is just one example of them getting the most Buck Wild voice talent for the show. <laughs> to say oh, the yeah. most absurd stuff. <laughs> they they rejected me because I like Icelandic pop sensation Baba. I love Baba. <laughs> you got you got Larry King. Do you got Larry King to say <laughs> Larry King's disembar or dismembered head craves num nums. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, holy shit, Cecil Baldwin of Night Vale was on this? You did He's- know? Tad Strange. Yes. There's a whole conspiracy theory around this. He I didn't know he was Tad Strange. Yes. Holy shit! Hi, I'm Tad. That was it. Was amazing. <laughs> that's that's part of why the show is great because, like, it's a perfectly great cartoon show, perfectly targeted towards its demographic. 
But then it is also absolutely laser targeted at a very specific niche audience of well, of us because uh, well, creepy, it's the, creepy it's fans. Yes, because thing. You, yeah, because you can't. Yeah, <laughs> of, of, of of podcast weirdos because you cannot like he's they're they specifically like leaked like yes we've cast the Night Vale man we cast the <laughs> Night Vale man on our fucking show about conspiracy theories and weird <laughs> bullshit so everyone lost their minds like who's he gonna voice who is the night veil yeah. man going to voice <laughs> oh it's a two-line character and a cameo thing and the joke is that he's the most normal man in gravity falls <laughs> fuck you <laughs> people online were like what who's he gonna be he's gotta be like bill cypher's cousin or something <laughs> what shape would he be he'd be a square what color would the square be oh my god wait night veil <laughs> purple he's gonna be a purple square and then he's like hi there tad's the name and being normal to my game so i love you tad strange and i love bread (laughs) (laughs) it was perfect it was so perfect i mean they they just know where they came from like they know the weird shit their audience or at least the adult half of their audience like Fucking Dale Cooper is who takes away Mabel and uh, Dipper at the end of the series. Like, what the shit? Well, that's, that's, oh, cause so much of it is like a baby, it's baby Twin Peaks. That's who Alex Hirsch. Excuse- Whoa! He's the bus driver? Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's like on all sides. Kyle Everyone's McLaughlin like, was the who? bus what? driver what? at the <laughs> end of Gravity Falls. Excuse me? Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. I am the com- I am the compendium of all the, the gravity oh falls knowledge. <laughs> weird Al, we a Weird oh, Al we killed it. That's probably, weird Al in this that's list. probably one of my favorite episodes because, like, that's it's astounding there. how much we've talked about this show without talking about what happens in this show. But like, that was the first the episode plot. where. Yeah, where Ford, like, became a real character and not just a, yeah. a plot person. Like, yeah, that was the episode where finally he Ford came into his own. Because holy shit, Ford rules. Ford is the yep, best. J.K. Simmons. God, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking J.K. Simmons. Cave uh, Johnson. <laughs> yeah. J. Jonah Jameson. Jameson. The yellow M&M. <laughs> 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 Fuck! They cast J- they cast J.K. Simmons. Who's he gonna be? Oh, he's gonna be like Bill Cipher, except he's gonna be a circle. There's gonna be an M on him. <laughs> I forget his name, but the Parks and Rec guy to basically play the same Parks and Rec guy as an FBI agent. Yes. Uh, oh wait, wh- whose whose name was credited? In the credits as Key Vigionaire, which is a type of key that was used in season two for all of the end credit secret codes. Yeah, to get all the ciphers. So if anyone was going to the credits being like, oh, is that the guy from that? No, Key Vigionaire. What is that? And then you look it up and you're like, it's a code. The name in the credits is a code. Fucking shit. Just the alternate reality (laughs) game of all the puzzles they put hidden in there for you to find these little things in the credits oh yeah ARGs are my shit like I remember 
This is the first ARG I ever got into was, in fact, for the film Cloverfield. Uh, because all if, if you guys don't remember, we didn't know what that movie was called for the longest time. A bunch of people just went to see Transformers and a Buckwild movie trailer came up. And then it didn't even have a title. It just said 11808 it was coming out. And so I went down that ARG rabbit hole. And ever since... I I just fucking love it. I love when shows get to be clever and do shit like that and help you discover, like, hidden meanings. Also, by the way, this whole time I've been upset because Tyler's dressed literally as Dipper. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because this blue vest is very hot. <laughs> so I'm just going to take well, that Oh, now off. you can take it off now that we've addressed it. <laughs> yeah. It was for the, yes, it was for the, it was just for this video called Pin, and then that was pretty much it. Well, Tyler was dressed as Dipper. Megan had waddles, and the whole time I was searching frantically around my room for Gravity Falls paraphernalia, going like, why don't I have anything? Then I remembered my keyboard mat is literally <laughs> the end slate for the show. <laughs> like, I was just looking down and went, ah, fuck. Really? <laughs> that thing I am staring at. The thing I'm staring at yeah. every single time I type. I have I have gravity falls on my body at all times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was when I was coming on this show, uh, Scotty was I was like, "Can I? You know, you know, I draw you know like gay comics and stuff. Is it okay if I say things like gay or maybe swear?" And then you're like, oh, "We'll try to keep it family friendly." Meanwhile, your Doctor Who episode. Well, no, no, no. I, w- I thought you meant specifically the fan fiction. We try our best to oh, avoid horny okay. as fuck slash fiction. Because I was gonna say, you mentioned the Manitars, and I'm like, boy, that was a gay episode. <laughs> so many, there are so many gay episodes, and because a lot of Dipper's story is just focusing on his manliness and trying to come into his own, and then, uh, and then, then Mabel's just hitting on all these hot guys and everything. Like, it's a for for a show that features twelve year old characters, <laughs> there sure is a lot of thirsty things happening. It's quite fucking a lot. Gideon, fucking um, Gideon. Oh, fuck say, Gideon. There's a lot of um. There was a lot of because I was. It's weird. I was. That was like the most like fandom I've been in for like a thing because that's not yeah. really that's not like a thing that I do. Um, but there was like a lot of uh fan interpretation of dipper as like uh trans that maybe like that uh he'd been like afab or something and it's like yeah you know that's really easy to read that and that would explain like why he's like so hung up on like the concept of masculinity and like especially like as a as like if he's like a a afab like trans a uh, guy like on the cusp of like puberty and stuff yeah that would explain why he's like super hung up and being insecure oh, about shit. like masculinity he, like it's so like yeah like it's no it's, wait he he hates his name yeah he exactly. never brings up his he name he never it brings up his a, real uh, name it, he only goes by dipper like it's it's really easy to uh read that into that character and i always thought that that was like a really interesting fan interpretation because it's all there. <laughs> yeah. Did you... You guys know Mason, right? Yes. This fucking sucks. 
Yeah. Fucking oh, yeah. Mason's his name. <laughs> Although, in a way, I like it because it's the most Gravity Falls-ass name is to just name him after the Stonemasons. Name him after a secret society. Oh, that, oh, I hate that even more now. <laughs> I liked it when Quentin Trembley random, randomly called him Roderick, and he's like, um, that's not my, and I was like, oh, is his name actually Roderick? Why would he know that? And I, I kind of like the idea that he was named Roderick better. I, I was reading through his wiki page earlier, and one of my favorite <laughs> explanations was that his name was Lominick. Oh, like, yeah. Do- like Dominic, <laughs> but it was a horrible misspelling led to that being his name. Uh, there are so many good, weird, random fan shit. <laughs> Did you, were you, well, what, one of the things I really love is the fact that you could, I hate shows like NCIS and shit like that where it's a mystery show, but they will not tell you everything you need to solve that mystery by the end. They'll be like, also, I discovered this clue that I didn't tell anybody about, and you're the murderer. Oh, yeah. But, like, Gravity Falls, if you paid attention, you would have known the big twist. Like, I've seen numerous people who were like, yeah, yeah, I knew he had a twin. I knew that whole situation. I was like, what? Like, there are Reddit threads yeah. of people predicting what had happened. People guessed it from Headhunters because he saw another Stan and freaked out and then got sad at the... At the wax stands memorial or funeral that he held for it, people were like, "Oh, he had a twin brother." Like people said, people were guessing that that early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people figured out the twin thing, but that they it was like the specifics that people didn't know because, like, the big theory was that he had the twin, but that him and Ford and McGucket were like all working together on a project. You know, it was like the obvious like specifics that people like couldn't figure out. And it's like, that's why it's satisfying. It's like, okay, yeah, you figure out the twist, but you still need to get like the story. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. a lot of people figured it out because his car's license plate said Stanley Mobile and not Stanford Mobile. So at that point, a lot of people were freaking out about that going, oh, wait yeah. a minute, what? That was, the, that was the one that I had noticed was like, that's weird. That's not his oh. name. <laughs> Although a lot of people are like, he probably just stole it from a guy named Stanley, <laughs> which would be a perfect Stanford move. This is true. Can we talk about how much Mabel sucks? Like how Mabel's just the worst? Why do you? Why are you both like looking and gasping? Like I'm just. How do heresy? I take someone off of a Skype chat? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe. I feel like there's two camps. I feel like there's either people who are like, Dipper sucks, or Mabel sucks. And to be honest, they throughout the whole suck. series- Well, they're both I 12. Fl- yeah, I, I fluctuated <laughs> between the two, and it wasn't until- God, what's the name of the, the fucking episode? Like the, It's a bottle episode where the, it keeps resetting- and Dipper keeps using that to try to get with Wendy, but it also results in, like... The t- the Time Traveler's pig. Yeah, the Time Traveler's pig. Like, that was the one where I finally went, I think I'm on Mabel's side, because Dipper sucks. I... Dipper does suck as well. This call just but- got so quiet for a minute. <laughs> we were just all like, where do we stand on this? Where do we stand in this so- realm? <laughs> Here's my thing. In rewatching the show, every time something like 
dramatic and frightening is happening. Dipper is like, Mabel, something horrible is about to happen. And Mabel's like, oh, but I've got to put on my puppet show. And I'm like, excuse me? Dipper has been turned into a sock puppet and Bill could potentially take over the world or your brother stuck as a sock puppet. Sock puppet. And Mabel's like, oh, but my puppet show so I can flirt with a boy. And I'm like, oh, God. And even the whole ending of the show is that Mabel is trapped in a world where everything is to her selfish needs, and she refuses to leave despite people outside being tortured and brutalized and in some cases uh, eaten, possibly. And Dipper's like, you can't stay here. She's like, yeah, well, I will. I don't want you to leave and go do something for your own self improvement as a, a in your life. I want you to stay with me so we could be twins and stuff forever. And I'm like, what? <laughs> You're. I mean, Dipper is doing the one selfish thing where he's like, I have an opportunity to do something amazing. And Mabel's like, oh, but my brother won't be with me anymore. And I'm like, oh, shut up, Mabel. Do you, Dipper's been giving up so much for you this entire show. And then the one time he's like, I can do something for me. She's like, I'm going to run away and get and and make a deal with Bill, who I'm going to release into this dimension. Okay, she didn't make an active deal with Bill. That that's not fair. Now that's true. Now, she did not know she was doing that. Now Tyler, um, and I don't think you're that familiar with the world of wrestling, but there is a a type of match <laughs> called a handicap match, wherein one competitor is forced to face two at the exact same time. And I'm unfortunately <laughs> about to reveal to you that you were about to enter a handicap match <laughs> with this argument. She's a 12-year-old girl! (laughs) And she just wants her brother's love and affection. And the fact that he's going to be away with Ford upsets her to a point where she runs away. And she's forced to finally make a non-selfish decision. It's literally showing growth in childhood because we're all selfish little pricks as children and this is the one moment where she's like well i I want us to be together it's about us it's not her being selfish it's her thinking she's losing her literal brother much like stan did and is now (laughs) making a bad reaction to it so i will say sock opera is the most egregious example of Mabel being a selfish little shit. Um, it is the episode that everybody kind of points to and that I do think of because otherwise I do agree that there's good give and take on all the other episodes of like between the two of them both being, you know, 12. Like I, I think, like I think, um, what is it? Is it little? dipper or one of them is like a good the one with the where they have the flashlight that grows and shrinks is a really good example of the fact that both of them can be little turds to each other but you know in the end like they're brother and sister and they love each other and that's that's one of the things that i really like about the show like so much is that i think it shows such a good sibling relationship um and like me and my brother are not twins but we are like really close and 
I don't know. It just, it always felt really refreshing to me as like, yeah, that's what being a brother or sister feels like. Um, but yeah, sock opera is, that's why a sock opera sticks out like a sore thumb to me because it's like, yeah, like she, her priorities seem real, really fucked up in that episode. Yeah. Um, I think they, but like I said, they both have one. Dipper has time traveler's pig. She has sock opera. Like they both have one where it's clear. But she's like, not in mortal danger. Okay. Time yes. Traveler's Pig is the thing. Um, There's also Scaryoki, where Dipper is just like, well, I gotta prove that this book is real, so let me just summon some zombies. Okay, you know what? That's true. Actually, yeah. So maybe Scaryoki is his, yeah, where he just yeah. decides to summon a horde of the undead because he feels personally slighted. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do agree with you both that, like, yeah, Dipper also gets a chance to be a total ass. Equally, I went. I went into this so confident that I was <laughs> agree with me that Maple was the antagonist of the show, and then you ended up just reminding me that now Dipper's equally a dick. See, I don't think there's many characters on this show. Like when we did Stranger Things, we talked about they are so good at making people who just fucking suck and it kind of affects watching the show for me i don't think there's a single character on this show outside of maybe robbie that i can't stand like even gideon like at least is a goofy little fuck and that's enough for me to enjoy his time oh on yeah screen. gideon's a delight i can't <laughs> I, I, I'm once again on the opposite end. I can't with Gideon. I, he's so, I, he's gross. I hate him. He's disgusting. You, and it makes me so uncomfortable when he's like, I'm going to make her love me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, God. Go, ghost ass. Ghost ass. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll say Gideon probably does have some of the best quotes, and then God, Bill Cipher is the best villain of all time, perhaps. Yeah. He's fine. <laughs> he's no ding dang Joker. I know. <laughs> I don't know. He's he's both terrifying but also entertaining to watch, which is like a hard line. To toe is to be both entertaining as a villain, but also when it comes down to it, being terrifying as a villain. He's a lot like Q from Star Trek, where he's like, I can see everything and do anything and everything, so I don't care how insignificant you are. I'm gonna rip <laughs> rip a deer's teeth out of its face yeah. <laughs> just for fun and then put it back. I'm gonna turn this guy's entire body inside out. It's fine. <laughs> he gets some fucking raw ass lines. I still can't believe like um I get God, I get annoyed a lot of times uh when people go on the internet and do things where it's like, Oh, I can't believe this was a kid's show. Oh, this show's not meant for kids, so dark. It's like, no, it can be both things. It's it's fine. Yeah. You could just say you're watching a cartoon show that's real good. It's it's fine. But it's like the um the quote from um oh shit, what I suddenly forget his fucking name. 
Creator of the show. Alex Hirsch. I was about to say Neil Gaiman, and I knew that was wrong. (laughs) That would be a very different show. Now presenting Neil Gaiman's Gravity (laughs) Falls. No, uh, the fucking quote from Alex Hirsch where he's like, Welcome back to another fun-filled episode for kids. (laughs) Yes. um, But, yeah, the the same vein, I cannot believe this man got a, a show aired on the Disney Channel that had a character that said... Now, if you excuse me, I've got some children I need to go turn into corpses. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, You've heard the Neil Cicerega song that he wrote for Bill, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's good. It's good, honestly. It's kind of sad that it didn't make it in. It's a pretty, it's a pretty choice song. Yeah, it was going to be in Weird Mageddon Part 1, but then got cut from it because I think it was N- Neil's sister, I think, works on Gravity she Falls. She was a storyboarder, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of those names that I saw show up in the credits, and I went like, like Bustin' Neil sister. Are they related? <laughs> like, like, li- like Lemon Demon's sister. Fuck yeah. <laughs> See, I like I'm, to th- I'm old, and I remember when they used to do like the YouTube. They, they did YouTube videos to him and his sister. Did YouTube videos together? Like I knew the name Emmy Sisuriga on its own. <laughs> oh wow, okay. <laughs> do you think that the they only hired people to work on Gravity Falls that were part of famous brother sister duos? <laughs> yes, I think that was a requirement. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be part of a famous brother sister duo. Or else you will not be hired to work. Do you got a sister? Oh no, only child. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of here. Um, well, oh. Tyler's been telling me about writing his fan fiction. And for the first time ever, for the first time ever, the guests going first. Ooh. This is what you get. This is what you get for insulting our Mavel. Yes. This is your punishment. You're in the hot seat now. <laughs> Okay, I did not fully write this, because halfway through I'm like, oh god, is is this uncomfortable and creepy? But whatever. Uh, I I told my idea to Scotty, and he's like, eh, it's probably fine. They are 12, but it's fine. I was like, okay, so I draw a lot of gay comics, and I always identify a lot of stuff in television especially like these cartoons that i watch where just or just a bunch of gay stuff happens but they never put in gay characters like at least he at tried least, he tried disney yeah at least they gave him that that one bit at the end where he's like i love i or uh <laughs> officer blum says to deputy derland I, that i love they you, were so which very is, gay <laughs> Yeah, and we all knew it. And then I think Alex Hirsch was quoted as saying once that, like, they're like, that's not, you can't put in gay characters. And he went, why not? And they're like, it's not part of our family brand. And he's like, again, why not? Like, he challenged them quite a bit on it. God bless him. And then at the end, they're like, yeah, we may as well. Because I think in the Love God episode, they did want to have some gay characters. And Disney was like, no, we... No, we never give anyone what they want. Yeah, they, they originally storyboarded um, that when he go when the like the love god goes into the restaurant and was like waving his arms and making people all fall in love with each other. That like it included a gay couple, and Disney went, "No, <laughs> it's that's the worst." And 
And I'm glad that, like, there are a lot of cartoons certainly add in, like, little bits where it's like, oh, these two guys had to sit in the backseat of a car together. <laughs> They're all awkward because uh, it's kind of gay. And I'm like, okay, so how do we make Gravity Falls gay? There's already a, this is one of my fan fiction is, is like, how do, I, how do I force this to happen? Can we make a <laughs> spinoff of this show called Make It Gay with Tyler Mann? <laughs> I just, would love to. That's a great Let's title. Let's record a, a pilot so i was like how do we who's gay in this and i'm like do i try and make dipper gay well dipper's in love with wendy and then i thought about the idea of like what if what if wendy was a dude <laughs> it's the stupidest premise ever and no one's laughing and i feel like it's so awkward to say out loud, well you've though. spoiled it for me so i'm aware of what's about to come out of your filthy little mouth next so i know so so I wrote a little bit of a script just as, like, an introduction. Uh, do I have the floor, I guess? No, it's all you. <laughs> okay. Interior. Gravity Falls Mystery Shack. Uh, Dipper and Mabel are watching some Star Wars knockoff thing on TV. Character goes, you're the villain, but I love you. You're the hero, but I love you. And then they kiss, and Mabel goes, two male space guys in love. And then Dipper's like, yeah, this would never play in theaters. Grunkle Stan and Seuss walk in. Grunkle Stan says, gather around, kids. I found a great haul of animal parts by the side of the road to make new horrible exhibits out of. <laughs> Seuss says, and only a few of them are covered in blood. That's way less blood than we're used to. Dipper's like, gross. Mabel picks up a monkey's paw and says, I wonder what this thing is. And da Dip Dable. Dipper says, <laughs> Dable, it's a new character. Oh my god, that should be an episode where Dipper and Mabel are combined into one entity like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> okay. Fusion is Dable. <laughs> Dable. Oh, that's how you make them gay, because Mabel's, like, super into boys, and then Dipper's just brought along for the ride. Um, no, 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 <laughs> no, no! <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's incredibly uncomfortable. So, <laughs> Mabel's like, I wonder what this thing is. Dipper says, hang on, Mabel, I think I've seen something like this in the journal. So he opens it up to a page about monkey's paws, and he says, it says here that a monkey's paw can grant the owner three wishes, but at some kind of terrible cost. Well, I know what I'm going to use my wish on. Romando comes out of the ocean with human legs and professes his love for me and then i become ocean master like that movie about aqua guy aquaman no that's not it jaws what would you wish for <laughs> just the visual of mabel saying no i am ocean master <laughs> she's like what would you wish for dipper dipper looks across the room at, and wendy is laughing at something robbie had said i i'm placing this like season one uh, she looks over at Dipper and then gives him, like, finger guns and a wink. Dipper blushes horribly and he gives some finger guns back. Dipper's like, oh, uh, nothing. That night, Dipper's up late and he's looking at pictures that have uh, Polaroids of, like, him and Wendy doing a bunch of, like, arcade games and carnivals or whatever together. He furrows his brow and then he heads downstairs. While everyone's sleeping, he picks up the monkey's paw and he says... Oh, I care for Wendy so much, but I know that she's never going to end up with me. She's like dating Robbie or whatever. So my wish is, I wish I wasn't so head over heels about girls anymore. The monkey's paw puts one of its three fingers down, but then nothing seems to happen. So he throws it on the ground. He's like, stupid thing. It doesn't even work. Dipper goes back to bed. The next afternoon, 
He wakes up and there's a news report on the TV where a now male Chandra Jimenez is saying, in other news, all the women of Gravity Falls woke up this morning to find themselves turned into dudes. And I don't know why, but I have a strong urge to go watch a demolition derby and then try and drive a children's tricycle down a steep hill. <laughs> Chandra Jimenez reporting. <laughs> Dipper's like, what the? Oh, shit. Because remember, you can swear on television shows. Uh, he's like, oh, shit. Wendy. And this is the part where I haven't written the rest of it, but what happens is Wendy Dipper goes over to Wendy's house, knocks on the door, Wendy pulls him inside, and Wendy's like, yeah, dude now. Dipper's like, oh, and she's like, Dipper, I woke up this way. What's Robbie gonna think when he sees me? And then he's Dipper's like, if Robbie really likes you for who you are, he's not gonna care, or something like that. And then Robbie sees Wendy's like, oh, uh, Wendy, you're like, and she's like, what? I'm what? And he's like, different. She's like, is it bad? And he's like, no, not bad. Uh, I just, I, 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 I gotta go like take some time for myself. And then she like throws like a, like a rock or something at him. She's like, you jerk or something. And then she, and then he's like, listen, let's just like hang out today or something. And while they're hanging out, Dipper just get like starts blushing some more because he realizes he does still like Wendy despite the fact that she's not a girl anymore. And I just, I, I'm like, is this cute? I guess it could just be kind of cute that he likes her for her or them for them rather than the fact that she's just a girl because so many times a girl walk into a room and all the boy characters will be like a girl and i'm like god i hate that so much so i was yeah that was my fan fiction idea i realize now a way better joke would be is that there's some kind of human that has the ability to make anyone fall in love with them that way you can have both mabel and dipper fighting over the same character that they're in love with like that character from the orville Oh, yeah. Where uh, Seth MacFarlane's character is like, oh man, I, I like I like you so much, dude. Oh, my. He's just like so flustered anytime he sees him. So I was just like, maybe that, nah, like maybe that episode has like a if it was real, it would have a good message or something. But it would so not play on Disney Channel. Like that was my favorite bit was when you had Dipper say shit, and then you're like, you know how you can say on television. I don't know how the family channel of Canada does this. But <laughs> no, this is on the Shout Factory's website now uh, because Disney doesn't pick up Gravity Falls again. Um, I'm currently looking at some pictures of a gender bent Wendy. He can get it. He can get it is all I will say. How old is Wendy and can I continue going down this well? Let's 16 see. 16 and no. <laughs> I mean, talking about those those gender sort of specifics, like, Star vs. the Forces of Evil introduced the fact that Marco likes wearing a dress. Hell yeah. And, and yep. now, like, he's like, I, I have to wear this disguise, and then it grows on him to the point that he's like, eh, I like wearing it. And then other qu- characters, like, question it, and they're like, what, you got a problem with a guy who wa- likes wearing dresses? And I'm like, hell yeah, <laughs> Star vs. the Forces of Evil. That's awesome. I, like... I'm glad that something like that is at least on the Disney Channel where it's subverting, you know, yeah. the kind of normative thing of a boy in a dress. It's terrible. Meanwhile, Disney releases this awful Beauty and the Beast sing-along thing at Upcot where LeFou is wearing Belle's dress and it's like a comedy gag because ha ha men wearing dresses. Now, I'm going to make this argument. 
She's 15 in Gravity Falls. She was born in 1997. It's fine now. Why do you? This should be fine now to talk about Wendy. Oh, pre- oh, the pre- present, presently, Wendy is present now. Wendy, current day Wendy. It's <laughs> oh, okay. God. It's only a four-year difference. I mean, she, Wendy's like 24 now. Wendy's got a full-on career. So that means Dipper is 21. Yeah. Oh, he was Dipper's thir- getting fucked up this year, baby. <laughs> Well, thank thank God the Pines twins can at least get hammered now in the pandemic year. <laughs> now, what what's their first drink? Mabel's definitely going to have like a Cosmo or some shit. Like Mabel's going to have the fruitiest thing on the menu. Sex on the beach. Mab- they- Mabel's just going to... She's no, just she going to spike the Mabel juice. She's just Mabel <laughs> juice, but there's alcohol in it now. I like to think Dipper tries to drink straight scotch and immediately pukes everywhere. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, he probably did that when he was like 19 or something. He was like, I'm going to try <laughs> my first manly drink or whatever. He's like, ah, <laughs> oh, God, so much so quick. Oh, yeah. No, well, that's precious for, and on uh, brand. For, for my fan fiction, Megan, you're welcome. Because I did, for the longest time, try to figure out what an episode of Supernatural would look like if they went to the Mystery Shack. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, you two, come on in. Yo, you, look, look at you and your plaid. It's phenomenal. Look at all of this shit. Um, but then I decided to go against my better judgment, take ideas I had for that episode, and move it into Tyler's territory. Oh! Because Rod Rehab was formerly all about making uh, theme park rides i made a theme park ride based on gravity falls which i think we did on the episode of ride rehab i was on didn't we put it in like we, fantasy land yeah we joked about there should be like a whole spooky section and then in a different episode we had previously talked about doing a whole gravity falls section and I, I had talked about what the ride would be, so I'm ge- I'm curious to see what your vision is. Um, well, firstly, I got no idea where the fuck this thing's going, because it is the Mystery Shack, so it is going to be like a big, like, I want that entering Star Wars Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge vibe of when you walk up, you're in the cartoon. Oh my god, that'd be so good. <laughs> and the only place I could really think to put it would get rid of my favorite meet and greet at Magic Kingdom. But if you just rip out where Merida does a meet and greet <laughs> and basically just hide the mystery shack underneath the castle. So, like, no one knows it's there, but if you happen to be passing by at the right time, just, is that the fucking mystery shack? Where does it come from? Uh, so, yeah, all the uh, various accoutrements you see from the outside. You can get real drinks from the soda machine. They, you can take iconic pictures in front of that totally legit fucking totem pole. Uh, then you go in, of course, you go through the door for the queue, and you get to see some of Stan's totally real exhibits, and you can even interact with a few of them. Like, you, there's the wax uh, figure of Stan's head is there, and when you touch it, it, like, comes to life. Because, have you guys seen where the guy made a sculpt of a realistic Stan Pine's head? No. no. Oh, it fucking rules. He it made like terrifying. A, 
it, it's not like the where they overdo it, but it's just realistic enough. And he gave it to Alex Hirsch for a gift, and it stands head on like a plaque, like a deer head. And then when you take his, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is horrifying. And then when you I take like the that. fez off his head, Bill ciphers underneath it, and it lights up. But yeah, he gave that to uh, Alex Hirsch for a gift. It's actually a very badass video. Uh, finally. Much like every queue now, we have a showroom where the twins come out and basically put on their own little dipper's guide to whatever, and they explain they're on summer oh. vacation. Oh, I see. <laughs> Megan has found it as well. Um, they are on summer vacation once again. Their parents decided to let them return to Gravity Follows the following summer, despite the world almost ending the last time they were there. Mabel's excited to show off to the guests. She's probably putting on a puppet show to make Tyler mad. And for the whole time, Dipper is concerned. Dipper's trying to talk to us because something's wrong with Grunkle Stan. Something is off with Grunkle Stan. But before Dipper can say anything, Grunkle Stan himself enters. And this is all done on, like, a screen. Hello, wealthy group of tourists. I hope you've enjoyed the exhibits, but believe me, those are for beginners. As I take you through this tour, be prepared for the most bizarre things your little brains have ever seen. We've got the horrifying corn on the macabre. And he shows the skeleton of a corn on a cob that screams out, Kill me! And then it gets wheeled off. We've got the fascinating, horrifying ape lady. And then Seuss enters in a dress and a gorilla mask. <laughs> and he starts <laughs> dancing for the audience and he goes, Boom, dude. And then, but he hams it up a bit too much, so Stan kicks him out. And now, finally, the most important exhibit of all the gift shop. Be prepared to shop to your heart's content, paying for overpriced merchandise for a show that hasn't been on the air in years. We've got all your favorites. <laughs> Dipper's hat, Mabel's sweater. Buy it all. Buy everything. Spend your money. Invest in gold. Capitalism's a lie. Bye! Oh, that was a good Bill voice. That was, that was a smooth transition. <laughs> And obviously during that line, Stan's eyes begin glowing a gold yellow and his pupils stretch out into a de demonic snake-like stare before Stan begins to hover in midair and he crashes through the ceiling, debris falling behind him. Smell you later, Pines! I got a universe to rule! Now, we move into the next room, which is the basement of the Mystery Shack, a.k.a. Ford's office, and that's. Did you just do Museum of the Weird, where it's like a walkthrough tour of the mm -hmm. haunted mansion? No, no, no. This is like, uh, like imagine uh, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, or as I like to call it, Sammy Magic and the Unescapable Couch. <laughs> um, so it's like that. So like there are multiple show <laughs> showrooms, and so you find Ford working on his latest invention, and the twins rush down and they tell him like, oh, oh no, something's happened. The Stan, he's been possessed, and Ford explains that Stan mind could only hold back bill for so long but he's been working on this so he gives them a specialized weapon that will allow the twins to enter the mind of bill and or in, enter the mind of stan and end him for good what about them dipper asks and then points towards us <gasps> the more the merrier i always say ford responds and explains that it's going to be our job as the audience to protect dipper and mabel as they chase after stan bill following behind them on bicycles but don't worry you don't have to pedal 
which is <laughs> a, it's my favorite fucking reference of this entire thing, and one percent of our audience is going to get it. <laughs> and then you get on the uh, ride vehicle, which is similar to the ET ride vehicle, except the restraints are more actually safe so the ride is broken up to three parts it begins with you dipper mabel on a high-speed bicycle chase through the woods surrounding the mystery shack with specialized pyrotechnics happening above you that cause trees to fall and divert you from your path as stan flies above blasting the earth with bill's beams weird mageddon 2 is here and it's happening all around you we use like the we use like the the fucking projection to make like a tree turn into a candy cane and shit like that. Uh, but eventually, you land in Gravity Falls itself and travel around the town, visiting all of the landmarks before confronting Stan. And Dipper shoots him with a laser, and then everything goes black. And like Hagrid's motorbike adventure and bee bee adventure, you f- <laughs> you fall through the earth. In complete and total darkness, debris falls around you as you find yourself in the mind of Stanford Pines. Well, well, well! You just couldn't leave well enough alone! Bill remarks before snapping his fingers and illuminating a literal madhouse theme park in front of you. And during this point, I'm trusting that when the ride drops, everyone shoots the hands up in the sky. It's the woo moment! And when that happens... The handle snap down at the exact same moment on the side of the vehicle shoots up what looks like a normal roller coaster cart. So like an old creepy roller coaster cart. It's technically possible. It may snap someone's fingers off, but it's okay. Uh, yeah, so the ride vehicle is now a traditional roller coaster vehicle, very dilapidated. It's got Bill's face spray painted on the front. Too bad you two will be too busy dealing with this! He snaps his fingers once again, and you are launched forward into a massive Stan Pine's head, traveling through his mouth, which I felt Tyler would enjoy, and down a roller coaster, (laughs) and down a roller coaster of madness. And basically what you are seeing is the destruction that Bill has wrought in the mind of Stan Pine's. It's basically revenge of the mummy. Just bright neon signs of weird shit flying in you, and then... I need someone to edit that now. A ride through of the mummy, but every time there's a mummy, it's just Stan <laughs> And then I didn't want to blatantly rip off the mummy, but I am blatantly ripping off the part in the mummy where you get the false ending, where your ride vehicle stops, and they're like, well, yeah. thank you for riding. And then the mummy kills the attendant, and those ceiling lights on fire. Same exact shit happens, except replace the mummy with Bill, and then the ceiling starts to descend and you ain't fucking moving. So now it is absolutely, it's about to try to crush you and then Mabel points out in front of you a sign directing you to the subconscious. So Mabel presses a button, that little (laughs) scamp, who no one hates, and you go down a massive (laughs) drop into the subconscious of Stan Pines and then you... Basically, this is the fanfare moment. This is where, this is the fan service. You see all the famous moments from Gravity Falls play out in front of you, and you also see 
the nice side of Stan Pines. You see his love for his kids. You see his bravery defending the Mystery Shack. You see the real Stan Pines that he refuses to show the outside world. And now all that boring shit is over. After you brave the chaos and emotion of diving into a man's subconscious, you come face to face with an animatronic Bill Cipher who's above you on a wire in a completely pitch black room. He is the only thing that is illuminated, and he begins shooting lasers that destroy the track behind you. So, basically, all you need is, like, a very dark room, and then hydraulics that lower the track behind you and then pull them back up lower them pull them back up and that's what's happening behind you the entire time and bill is flying around you in space the room is pitch black except for bill and all you can do is race around him avoiding his beams until suddenly you hear a voice hey punk the only guy that gets to ruin those kids day is me and suddenly the room is illuminated and a massive King Kong-sized Stan Pines is there. <laughs> and he grabs Bill Cipher, who's just screaming in his palm before being thrown into the darkness by Stan himself. And Jeez. Stan waves goodbye. This is not going to be like, it's going to be like one vehicle per ride. We are not going to be able to put multiple people through that. Then you leave that room. And then much like in the real King Kong ride, you do pass by a massive Stan Pines head that's just kind of staring at you <laughs> and breathing real heavy. And he <laughs> does smell like bananas. <laughs> We're not <laughs> sure what that's about. <laughs> just a giant, imagine that realistic Stan Pines you looked up, but now 50 uh, foot that's what tall. That's I was imagining. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> He's just breathing heavy and the air is uncomfortably moist. <laughs> so then uh th- then the end of the ride you go through basically the exit so you go through what stan wants the mystery shack to be you see genuine relics you see mystical artifacts all around you with a proud stan pines waving you in and then you end up in the actual mystery shack gift shop which in fact does have dipper's hat mabel sweater other shit from the show waiting for you also there are more oddities for you to look at there's more curiosities there for you to check out and also much like vin diesel at the end of fast and the furious (laughs) supercharge there is a wax figure of stan pines there for you to take (laughs) pictures of uh yeah and so that's my ride that's my gravity falls ride it's technically possible catchphrase of my theme park show what a great tagline the gravity falls ride it's technically possible <laughs> listen i don't think that could fit in the merida meet and greet area. <laughs> well no a lot of it's underground the majority of oh, it oh yeah knock out those utilidors we'll put a whole ride down there Kill the Utilidors. No, no, no. Leave the Utilidors in. At one point during the ride when Bill's making shit weird, you ride down a Utilidor corridor, and then you go back into the ride. (laughs) And just everybody going into work has to look over and just wave. Ah, see, they're riding the Gravity Falls ride again. Anyways, check out Opposite Attractions if you want to hear me talk about theme park shit again. (laughs) But now it's time for the main event. The ultimate Gravity Falls nerd on this call right now between the three of us. Don't build up expectations or anything. It would suck if this was one of the weeks where Megan was like, well, I didn't have an idea. 
but I got something. Okay, so I, uh, I, I had a, I had a rough time trying to decide what I wanted to do because, like, I knew I had because it's Gravity Falls, and as you said, I, I had to bring my my aest of games yeah. because if, if I didn't, I would look like a punk bitch. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, man, what do I do? And you know, a lot of it, what I was thinking about at first was like, um what a lot of people I know were writing around when, you know, the show was running was like, okay, different like theories about things or when the finale aired, um, you know, a lot of people were like sort of disappointed with how easily, uh, like Stan's deal with Bill resolved itself, which in the moment I was just kind of like, yeah, that was real simple. But like in retrospect, like, yeah, but it's still, like, a cartoon show for children. Like, what were they gonna do? Like, yes, he's dead now, or yes, his memory's broken forever. It's like, no, it's it's fine. He's fine. <laughs> it's um, the power of love! Exactly. <laughs> uh, and so it's like, all right, well, maybe I should write something that was like, you know, oh, but what if? Ooh, and it's like, mm, no, I don't want to do that. So in the end, um... <laughs> I just wrote an episode of Gravity Falls. Fuck yes! <laughs> That's uh, a ballsy-ass move! Hell yeah! Uh, yeah, well, here we go. Uh, and the episode is called Lights, Camera, Slenderman. It's like you guys, we gotta make a movie. <laughs> nope, that took a turn by the third word of the title. <laughs> Lights, camera, Babadook. Um, yeah. So please forgive the fact that I'm not gonna be able to do anybody's fucking voice well. Um, scene opens on Dipper and Mabel outside the shack. Waddles is chewing on Dipper's leg. Uh, Dipper says, "Mabel, come on, this is gross, and I had important stuff I wanted to do today." Mabel, more important than making a cinematic masterpiece with your favorite sister. Also, be honest, is the stuff, think about Wendy and go, ah, or read the same pages of the journal for the 80th time and go, hmm, Dipper, R roll the camera, Mabel, attack of the killer space hogs, take 34, and action, you're a star, Waddles, baby, a star, cut to the inside of the shack, where tourists are looking at various animal parts, poorly glued and or stapled together, that have seen better days. A child says, Mommy, what's that? While pointing to a squirrel with a duck's bill. The duck bill suddenly pops off and hits the child in the face. Ah! Mom says, It's a refund is what it is. There's a sound of Stan screaming from the other room. Why did my heart just stop beating? Cut to Stan and Wendy standing around the squirrel and a couple other fucked up looking fake animals. Yeah, I guess we could stand to slap some animals together for the shack. Like a goat and a gopher. You could call it a Go-fur. Or, or, or a go-oat. I'll come up with something better when we're done. And Wendy says, Yeah, I'd totally come help you, but I have to not do that. Stan says, Fine, I'll get Seuss to help me. Where is that knucklehead anyhow? Cut to Seuss, outside the mystery shack, pacing back and forth. And Seuss is talking to himself, and he says, so, Mr. Pines, we've known each other for a long time, right? And, uh, you're sort of like a dad, who was also my boss. A dad boss. 
and I have this uh Night you're not graduation you're not thing. trying and you have a better Seuss than both of us <laughs> it's uh it, it's totally not a big deal except it's a super big deal dude and it'd be really great if you could stand flings open the door of the shack Seuss what are you doing out here nothing dad boss Stan says yeah I'm just gonna ignore that come on we're gonna go in the woods and look for dead animals and Seuss says Sounds like a great bonding activity, Mr. Pines. And Stan says, Whatever floats your boat, Seuss. Cut to Mabel and Dipper in the attic. Dipper is reading the journal. Mabel's going over footage from the movie. And Mabel says, I'm telling you, Dipper, Attack of the Space Hogs is going to be a cult classic. You've got a real acting talent. And Dipper says, You think so? And Mabel says, Oh, yeah, totally. You- That's weird. And Dipper says, What? And Mabel says, There's this big tall guy in the background who's messing up shots but i definitely would have noticed him when we were filming hey then it gets all staticky what the heck dipper says big tall guy dipper looks at mabel's camera and sees an inhumanly tall skinny figure standing by the tree line in the background of the footage watching as waddles runs away with dipper's shoe the figure does not appear to have any distinguishing features just a blank white face dipper says wait I think I know who that is. And Mabel says, it's that creepy mannequin from Elderly Marine's clothing store. It followed us here. And, um, Dipper says, no, it's in the journal. See, Dipper points to a page that has an extremely similar illustration titled The Slender Man. There's a comment off to the side that says, does he give fashion tips? <laughs> Tall humanoid creature in black suit stalks targets to provoke fear. Hey, it says here he could cause interference in audio and visual recording devices. I think he messed up your movie. Mabel says, why would he do that? Well, like, slender jerk? Dipper says, it says he just follows people around and drives them crazy. Well, we're not going to let him do that to us. We're going to get him first. Let's go, Mabel. Mabel says, but what about the movie? Dipper says, well, you can't make the movie if he keeps making it go all staticky. Mabel says, Get this skinny punk! (laughs) (laughs) Cut to Stan and Seuss in the woods. Seuss is... Do-do-do. Two dudes in the woods. Do-do-do. Yeah, they got the goods. Do-do-do. What else rhymes with woods? Stan says, Seuss, shut up. Can do. Although, actually, there was uh, something I wanted to ask you real quick. Something flashes quickly by Stan's line of sight. Whoa, wait. Did you see that? It looked like some kind of slender man. (laughs) Seuss continues talking. So I've I've been going to this night school, right? And there's this special graduation coming up. Seriously, did did you not see this weirdo up there? Hey, Slim Jim, go loiter somewhere else, you mouth breather. Uh, Mr. Pines? Yeah. That dude doesn't have a mouth. Huh. Run! And then run away. Cut two. Dipper and Mabel running through the woods. Mabel says, "Hey, Dipper. So, did how exactly did the journal say to to beat the skinny guy?" Dipper says, "Slender man." Mabel says, "No one cares." Dipper says, "Well, the, the journal says that uh, apparently he doesn't like water. So I've got this canteen full of water, and you know I'm hoping that'll be enough." Mabel says, "When have things ever gone wrong for us?" Cut to a supercut of every moment in the series where things have gone terribly wrong for the Pines twins. Dipper says, I can't think of one. Cut back to Stan and Seuss, 
running from the Slender Man, who is, I don't know, gliding mistily after them in a generally menacing manner. Stan says, What is your problem? Zeus, why are you so intent on provoking fear in us, dude? Slenderman keeps coming closer and his weird smoky tentacles are extending and beginning to curl around them. And that's when Mabel and Dipper appear. And Dipper says, Hey, Slender Jerk! And Mabel says, You got that from me! Slenderman turns to face the twins and Dipper hurls the canteen at him. Feeling thirsty? Take a sip! The canteen beans Slenderman directly in the face? General, general face area. And drenches him. He flails around and writhes on the ground before disappearing. Dipper says, oh, that was actually pretty easy. Stan looks at the two of them and says, do I even want to know? Mabel says, probably not. Seuss says, so, uh, Mr. Pines, now that we're not going to die, I was going to ask, do you want to come to my night school graduation on Friday? Stan says, I don't know. Is there going to be free food there? Probably. Yeah, sure, I'll go. Seuss says, oh, thank you, Mr. Pines, thank you. And he hugs Stan, who awkwardly shoves him away and goes, Okay, okay, this this isn't a moment. We're not having a moment. We're totally having a moment, dude. And they all start to walk out of the woods, and you can hear Stan asking, So what was up with that lanky dweeb anyway? Dipper says, I'm not sure. He he was just watching us while we were trying to make our movie. And as they continue talking and walk away, it fades out, uh, and the camera sort of pulls out, and you can see the Slender Man who has reformed pretty much fine, far away, uh, and is watching them leave, and he is holding a copy of Mabel's script for Attack of the Space Hogs, and um, and uh, in the other hand, he's holding a pen, and you can see that he just wanted an autograph. Oh! And... Hold on, I gotta get go to Twitter real quick. Dear at Alex Hurst, <laughs> please hire at Meg underscore Danger to write some shit for you. I don't care what it is. I was legit an episode of Gravity that Falls. That was a full episode. <laughs> like, not just the fact that you, you, like, this is one of the things that we rarely discuss, like, the art of making a fan fiction. But most people just are like, oh, if I just say it's the characters, it's fine. It's okay. I can do whatever I want. Like, no, no, no. There's a vibe. There's a vibe that yeah. most fan fiction writers fail to capture. Holy shit, you got that vibe on point. I've watched this show many times. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, this is my favorite. This is one of my favorite shows. So. I knew if I didn't come correct, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, call swing at the king, you better not miss. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. That I'm turning into suits. I'm oh fuck yeah, that ruled. That was wonderful. Nah. That yeah, that genuinely felt like like I was just throwing out like a nonsense plot line, but I could see that actually being like a proper episode. Like there was a setup and then there was like a weird like ending with the monster where it's like, nah, no, they're still around. Yeah. I can I just say I genuinely think that that Megan and I have both like captured that like the way the characters talk. 
and think like you said something is Mabel and I'm like I could see Mabel say that and then when I was reading like a Dipper line I was like God, like I could I could totally actually hear Dipper saying something like this like like when you watch a show enough you genuinely can get that like the way a character talks and like their mannerisms and all those things and yeah yeah, I think that one, I think that was genuinely fantastic. That, that was me having to write for the wrestling episode we did. I was like, I know this one backwards <laughs> and forwards, baby. Let's go. Well, we fixed Gravity Falls. You very much fixed Gravity <laughs> Falls, Megan. Um, but we need to do something next week, and I don't. I have an idea because the season finale of this show will be coming out for the audience next week. No, but we record two weeks in advance. Do we want to do WandaVision just for that sweet SEO <laughs> of, of the of Megan's the face? <laughs> How are we going to pull that off? <laughs> well, <laughs> we don't have to review the whole show just up till episode seven, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know what the fuck's happening, but let's talk about it. Well, no, now that people can listen to it and listen to us come up with bullshit about what we think the ending is. We're like, no, it's Mephisto. No, 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 it's fucking Dark Phoenix. Meanwhile, everyone in the future will be getting to listen and laugh at us being dumb. (laughs) Like, you You just need to record it like... Boy, that ending, huh? When that thing happened, <laughs> just be so vague that it could be anything. Like when Red Letter Media filmed the trailer reaction for Solo or whatever. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, it was all fake, and then it turned out that it was just like you could edit it to look real. This is when the audience realizes, like, what kind of artists are we? Are we the ones that want the sweet SEO, or are we wanting to actually be able to talk about the? The full series of the thing we're talking about. You could also just go the opposite direction and be like, boy, I can't believe Thor showed up and <laughs> exploded everything. Like, like, just talk about make up your own WandaVision at the beginning where you talk about what actually happened on the show, Wait, but it's just the, the fan fiction. That's what it is. Next week, we will be writing our version of the ending of WandaVision. Tyler, you're genius. But don't say anything. Just treat it like that is how the actual end of the show actually happens. Yeah. Tyler, right. you're, you're a genius. <laughs> well, next week. Thank you. <laughs> next week in the war of dignity or SEO. SEO won this battle, baby. <laughs> but until then, where can people find y'all on the internet? I am at Ride Rehab. I'd share that with my co-host of that podcast, Thomas. But if for any reason you do want to see my weird gay comics, you can follow me at Tyler Man Art. It was a big shock <laughs> to me when I, I did Ride Rehab and was like, those, those chumps seem fun. Let me give them both a follow. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> You know, I think we went pretty long without mentioning things eating other things, and then you brought it up. Oh, no, I wrote that in specifically because I knew you'd be here. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to put in a little Grunkle Stan for before it's over, baby. <laughs> no, we didn't say it. You ruined it. Come on, get in my mouth, <laughs>
kids. I heard <laughs> this is a thing on the internet. Now it's Yo, that's in the show already. That's in the show, but it was voiced by Louis C.K. And when I rewatched it on Disney Plus, it was Alex Hirsch doing the voice instead. Yeah, he redubbed it himself after Louis C.K. You know, was a fucking. Creep I did not know that because Alex and- Hirsch is is just the best dude. And he was like, I don't want this man's voice on my show anymore. Can, can, can anyone get in my mouth? Can I please interest you in getting into my mouth? No one wants to. So after all this talk about vor and problematic masturbators, it's time for <laughs> Megan Danger to take the stage and promote their shit. <laughs> oh, you're leaving that in? <laughs> I don't edit the show anymore, so it all fucking stays in they now. Got no control, baby. <laughs> Um, it's me, y'all. Y'all know me. <laughs> yeah, you down? You down with O O and Yeah, you know me. It's Ono Lit Class, the podcast about classic literature and and ding dong jokes. It's Spark Notes, but we say fuck. That's at onolitclass dot com or wherever. Wherever podcast, wherever podcast, where po- where podcast, where do podcast, podcast, where me, Twitter at Meg underscore Danger, yeah, nailed it. What is happening? What has happened to this? I show? used up all my brain juice on the fan fiction. Say words. You can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, and you can check out all the other podcasts, including the mini adventures of Sammy Magic, which um I didn't think would ever have guests on, but Megan guested on an episode recently, <laughs> because for some reason I thought, what did Harry Potter need? An episode of Puppet History? So there's just a random Puppet History episode in there for you guys to check out. And you can find Sammy Magic and all the other podcasts, including Opposite Attractions, if you like hearing me talk shit about theme parks, at a load of purebs.com. Man, you just straight up bailed on that Grunkle stand halfway through. I, it hurts! I'm in pain! <laughs> I'm in physical pain! So uh, thank you to Beskate. Ah! He uh, does the uh, the real good music that you hear that says, hey, uh, this podcast is starting, dude. And uh, oh, look, podcast is ending now, dude. So uh, maybe you should stop listening. You can hear more of his music at SoundCloud.com slash best hyphen day or uh, other places or music place. Look for <laughs> best day. You're too fucking. I'm upset. I'm upset at how oh. you just busted out of the quality suits. And why of all the fucking impressions that I can do, that's one of them. Can I? Can I close it out by doing the impression of the character who's named after me? Uh, yeah, but yes. First, well, hold on. Do that afterwards. Uh, remember <laughs> to support the show on patreon.com slash a load of BS. We got tons of extras over there, and that's where you get early access to these episodes. So, technically on Patreon, you can't hear us talk about the ending of WandaVision before the ending of WandaVision actually happens. <laughs> so, please do that for the love of sweet Christ. And uh, pick up your merchandise at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Okay, now you can do it. Do I do it? Okay. Get him! Get him!
Does this come in another animal? 